This podcast is brought to you by Hostfully. We make property management software and digital guidebooks. To learn more and sign up for our industry newsletter, please visit Hostfully.com. Hey, fellow hosts. If you want to take your hosting business to the next level, then join the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy. Whether you own, rent, or manage properties, we have the resources, the tools, and the community to help you achieve your goals. The Short-Term Rental Profit Academy is ready for any host, any size, and includes a membership portal with over 50 hours of video lessons, a private Facebook group, and weekly live coaching calls, where Eric and I give you direct feedback and help you solve your biggest challenges. We're all about taking action and getting results. So if you're ready to start crushing it, sign up for our program at strprofitacademy.com. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to another episode of uh, Get Paid for Your Pad, episode number 354. Today, I am very excited to talk to my friend and fellow STR legend member, Mr. Travis Santos, out of Nashville, Tennessee, managing 30 units, and his company name is Como. Travis, welcome to the show. Hey, Jasper, thanks for having me on here. Uh, and also, thanks for the work you do and, and the book that you wrote. I actually bought it back in 2016. And it kind of lit a spark under me to, uh, you know, have the motivation to, to get into short-term rentals and really, you know, build the lifestyle that I have now. So thank you for that. You're welcome, man. I'm glad you found it uh, useful and I'm excited to hear your story. Uh, I feel like you and I have a lot in common. We both love to travel and we both use short-term rentals to create freedom and create the lifestyle that we desire. So I'm excited to dive in. Uh, we're not going to have a specific topic today. We're just going to have a chat and talk about your business, talk about how you build it, uh, talk about the challenges, but also talk about uh, travel as well. So excited to dive in. Uh, you want to kick it off with a quick intro? Yeah. So, so like you said, my name is Trevor Xanthus. I have about 30 properties here in Nashville, Tennessee. A lot of them are master lease or rental arbitrage. Um, I own a good bit. And then I also manage a couple for uh, some friends of mine as well. So, yeah. How has it been uh, over the last six months? I'm, I'm sure you've um, had some challenges. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty tough, especially since, you know, I use the master leasing model. So I'm responsible for making rent payments uh, and mortgage payments no matter what happens. So it's definitely been a challenge, but I've learned so much as a business person that I think is going to serve me for the rest of my life. So, you know, I've been able to keep the same size. So I haven't really had to, had to get, get out of any properties. I've actually picked up a number of properties through this time. I think there's a lot of opportunities out there for people that are looking to get into the space or grow right now. But I know it's been challenging for the people that were already, you know, built up and had large portfolios. So it's been a hard time, but, uh, but I think in the long run, it'll be a good thing for, for a lot of the people in the business. Yeah, we talked about this, you and I, uh, about how this, this whole COVID situation is kind of being the, the perfect storm for us entrepreneurs. Smooth seas don't make great sailors. Yep. Uh, and also like a great economy doesn't make great entrepreneurs. I don't know if we can, you know, make that uh, analogy, but, uh, but I, I, I do think, 
we all learned so much in the last six months because if you can survive during this time and even even at the units or your portfolio, um, yes, it's a challenging time. But if you can if you can do that now, then it pretty much means that you can always stay in business and always do well. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, that's kind of the way that I look at it. And we did discuss it before. But I mean, as someone with a master lease model, this is literally the worst nightmare that I could have imagined. I mean, I've talked about it being kind of risky before all this happened. But in my mind, it was like, look, I have these renewals that I'm signing every year. I'm tracking every month the revenue. So as soon as I see a property start to get low revenue, low bookings, then I can make a decision coming up to the renewal date if I want to drop the property or what. I never imagined that it would happen uh, all within a matter of weeks. So, you know, I saw my revenue drop about 95% within a week time, which, you know, was pretty rough. But like you said, it's going to be a good thing in the long run. And uh, it's just, you know, I think that this has just opened up a lot of opportunities. So, you know, if you look at a lot of industries, you have these market leaders that have hundreds of millions of dollars in backing. They have experts, you know, that are working for them, venture capitalists, all that stuff. And they kind of have a very strong foothold in these different markets. Well, when the pandemic happened, no one really knew what to do. So it gave people like me and like you an opportunity to kind of build their way up or, or gain a little bit more ground while everything was shaken up. Absolutely, absolutely. It's been, this whole process has been a gigantic learning lesson. I think for all of us, for the people that stayed in business. And so, it, you know, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger, you know? So we, we've, yep. all, we've all grown a lot through, through this crisis. And it's just really cool to see that you, uh, you were actually able to add units throughout this, this process. Um, can you give us kind of the high level, just the, the elevator story on how did, how did you manage to do that? Yeah, so, so I was... Um kind of before everything got kicked off, you know, before it was big in the news about the pandemic, before it became a pandemic, I kind of talked to a friend of mine and, and, you know, started to understand what might happen with quarantining and things like that. I thought it was absolutely crazy, like, like most people. But, you know, once I started thinking about it, I realized how much it was going to impact my business. So basically what I did is I initially, I lowered all my prices. So I usually keep my prices pretty high, you know, three months out, things like that. Uh, well, I just went ahead and lowered all my prices for the next three or four months. Uh, this was in early March. So basically kind of the lowest level that I normally go. So when I did that, people were still booking trips and I got, uh, you know, over $100,000 in bookings within a couple of days. So once that happened, you know, I have a strict cancellation policy on Airbnb and I thought that I was going to be covered because even if people cancel, I was still going to be able to cover, you know, my monthly expenses with that amount. So, you know, I went down to Costa Rica for a paragliding trip and right when my flight landed, I found out that Airbnb was giving full refunds and my heart dropped and I wanted to get on the plane and come directly back. But yeah. So from there, I just kind of did whatever I could. Uh, like I said, no one really knew what to do. No one knew how long this was going to last. My first thing that I did was started like a, an initiative to house medical professionals and first responders. This is about a week before Airbnb did it. So I made a website. I actually got tons of publicity for it. You know, I had probably 20 interviews in Nashville and across the US. Uh, so that helped. I was able to kind of match these traveling nurses and, and healthcare professionals that were trying to isolate themselves from their family uh, with, you know, my units or other hosts in town um, that had open properties. So, so that helped a little bit. 
then I just kind of scrambled and started getting month to month or six month tenants. The best thing that I found was Facebook Marketplace and following up with like Airbnb guests that had had stayed for two weeks and asking them if they wanted to stay longer, things like that. But uh, construction workers have really been kind of my bread and butter. A lot of the times these construction workers, which didn't get shut down during the pandemic, they're staying in extended stay hotels. You know, they have a job maybe here for six months or so. Uh, so I'm able to put them up in a better place. So instead of an extended stay, they get a full apartment with potentially a pool, full kitchen, washer and dryer, all that stuff for less than what they're paying. So, you know, at that point I put, I made a bunch of flyers. I was like, you know, parking is really tough downtown. So I was riding my bike around to different job sites, handing out flyers and, you know, just was doing whatever I could to get my places filled. And luckily I've been able to do that and haven't lost really any money and haven't lost any properties, but have picked up a few more. So it's been a challenge and I'm ready for it to be over, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I've been able to save my business because at the beginning, I didn't think that was going to be possible. Yeah, congrats, man. Um, you were ahead of the curve. You took immediate action. Uh, you, it sounds like you hustled quite a bit, like biking around time with flyers and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that just shows that taking action, hustling, uh, and not being decisive, I think, uh, really pays off. Great job on that. Um, let's go back a couple of years. Uh, you mentioned you started in 2016, I believe it was. Take us through those first couple Airbnb units and how you got started with this. Yeah, you mentioned before, you know, both of our love for traveling. And that's one of the big drivers for me uh, is just having a life, you know, a free life to do to do what I want to do, kind of living life on my own terms. Right. So when I graduated college, I, I saved up some money and traveled around the world for two years. And, you know, I'll get jobs, places and keep myself going and came back and, you know, needed to start my real job and, you know, started selling copiers, which is a really rough sales job, but it gives you really good sales training. I uh, worked my way up to like a healthcare software sales job that was, that was great. It was high paying. It, I had a good future in the company, but I always just kept going back to like, you know, I don't have to be doing this. Like I've seen what it's like to live abroad and get away from the real consumer uh, American mindset. So anyway, that's kind of what I had in the back of my head, but I was full steam ahead with the corporate career. I, I wanted to purchase an Airbnb investment property uh, in 2017. I didn't know anything about it. I had a buddy of mine named Ricky that, that I knew had an Airbnb business. So I asked him if I could buy him a couple beers to pick his brain on it. And, uh, you know, when I got there immediately, he said, Travers, you know, I don't purchase properties anymore. I rent properties from landlords and then put them on Airbnb. He had like over a hundred units at the time was making over a million and a half dollars in income a year. And, I just said, this sounded too good to be true. I sat there with a notepad and wrote down everything, every single thing that he said that night. You know, he gave me kind of like the, the highlights of pitches, what I need to tell the landlords or the property management companies and how I would manage the places and get them set up and, and kind of just a high level view of, of everything uh, encompassing the master leasing model. So the next morning I woke up and I had a little bit of a hangover and I sat down on my computer and I was working and I was just thinking about the night before and I was like, man, that sounds awesome, but it's not anything that I'm going to do. So I was kind of down about it and, you know, wasn't really ready to take action. But then I just started looking on Craigslist for places for rent, you know, going back to my sales experience, I started making like a cold call list of properties with the phone numbers of the managers or whatever. And uh, after I kind of got into the zone doing that, I decided to pick up the phone 
I texted my buddy Ricky again, was like, hey, what are the things I was supposed to say? And started making phone calls. And uh, I probably made 20 or 30 phone calls and they're all no's. But towards the end, I started to get, I, I think I had like two maybes. And those maybes were enough to like, you know, spur me to get excited about it and say, look, this is actually a viable opportunity for me. And so then I kept looking and found my first two places uh, within the first week. I, I picked up a few more. So I think I was like, I probably had two properties, two in the pipeline, and then maybe another one that I was talking to. Uh, and this was February of 2018. And I went down to Cancun for my birthday. And uh, anytime that I'm outside the country, it gets me back to that mindset of like, you know, I don't have to be in the corporate world. Maybe I can get out of it. How amazing would it be if I was able to? And that's where I had the idea of like, look, my favorite place in the world is Bali. I've said that I was going to retire there. I was just running the numbers through my head and was like, with these four or five properties, I'm going to be able to cover my living expenses. Like, what if I continue to grow this? So I made a plan that in six months or so that I was going to leave my corporate job. And uh, in the meantime, my goal was to build the business as much as I could. And so I think I probably had around 10 properties when I, when I put in my two weeks notice and, and moved to Bali. So that's kind of how I got started. This podcast is brought to you by Hostfully. We make property management software and digital guidebooks. Using Hostfully, you can create a free guidebook for your property that works on any mobile device. It will help your guests learn about your local recommendations and important property information that will make your and your guest experience a lot better. While I'm at home in San Francisco right now, I'm trying to take this time to get organized. Maybe it's a good time for you to do this too with a digital guidebook. To learn more and sign up for an industry newsletter, please visit hostfully.com. That's awesome, man. I love that story. And uh, I just watched the movie, The Founder. Have you, have you watched it? Yeah, I did. That's a great movie. And you, you remember what, uh, what, what he said at the end is a key to success? I can't remember. Persistency. Pers yep. like he, Persistency. I, I love what he said at the end of the movie. He says, I know a ton of smart entrepreneurs who didn't succeed. Um, I know a ton of, you know, people who have all sorts of talents that didn't succeed. Um, but then he says like, but the persistent entrepreneurs, those are the ones that succeed. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, when I'm listening to your story and I just imagine picking up the phone and not really knowing what you, what you're going to say and just calling a bunch of numbers of Craigslist and then you're getting 20 no's. I think that shows, that shows a lot about you as a, as a person. I think a lot of people after 10 no's would be like, okay, this is not working. This is a, this is a stupid idea. Uh, I'm going to go back to whatever I'm doing before. Right. Uh, that's, uh, that's inspirational, man. That's inspirational. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the big things that I, I say too is it's just about action. You know, you can have a great idea. You can think about something. You can read about something forever, but you actually have to take action for it to come to fruition. So that's my biggest advice for people out there that are, you know, that maybe even just are considering getting started. You know, you're going to have to take a step. You might not know what you're doing, but eventually you're going to know what you're doing and you're going to become an expert at it. So it all starts with getting over that first nervous hump of not wanting to make that phone call. You know, you just have to push yourself past that point and that's where, that's where you grow. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that was going to be one of my questions actually for you is like, what kind of advice do you have for people that want to get started? Like, so imagine that you are now Ricky and somebody comes up to you and you're sitting at a bar and that person says like, hey, Travis, I, I looked at your business. Uh, it looks amazing. It looks awesome. 
I want to get involved. What are the three pieces of advice that you would give that person? So I've, I've definitely had that situation tons of times now. And Ricky even told me too, you know, he, cause he's been doing it for a lot longer. He's basically told all of his friends how to do this and no one went out there and actually did it. So, you know, that's going to be my, be my number one piece of advice is just to take action, get out there, push yourself um, because nothing's going to happen. No one's going to give you anything for free. So you, ha you have to actually take the steps to do it. So I guess action would be number one, you know, education. I mean, there's plenty of courses out there that teach you how to do things and you can kind of skip ahead. So I know you guys have a course. I have a little bit of a mentorship thing, but you can learn from other people's mistakes and basically skip ahead two years because you have the playbook right there for you to use. And then getting a mentor, I guess, would probably go on the same boat with that. But another piece of advice would be to, you know, figure out how to kind of outsource as quickly as you can. What's the lady's name that's on uh, Shark Tank? The lady from New York with the short hair. I don't know if you'll know it, but anyway, she's like a big time real estate person in New York City. And uh, there was a podcast I listened to about her that, that kind of like stuck with me. She, I guess she was like getting her start in real estate and she was basically helping people find apartments or something like that in New York City. So she closed her first two big deals and that's the last time she ever sold by herself. She took the commission checks that she made from those two deals and instead of going and spending them on something or whatever, she went out and hired two people to work under her. Then she built one of the biggest you know, real estate empires or, or whatever in New York City because she knows the power of you know, hiring employees that are gonna be working for you every day to build your business. So I, I would definitely recommend whether it's using virtual assistants, whether it's using someone on site, which is what I do, but yeah, just building your team so that they can grow your business and you can kind of focus on, you know, the strategy and, and vision for the business. So. Sweet, man. That's awesome advice. So number one is taking action, not expecting that the first phone call is going to, is going to work, just kind of not giving up and uh, not assuming that something's not working just because it's not working yet. That's what I'm taking from what you're saying. And then the second thing is get guidance, right? Whether yep. it's a course, it's a mentor or whatever community. And then the third thing, outsource, take yourself out of the equation. Yep. Work on your business versus in your business. Exactly. And then, yep. you know, that's one of the main things that we always talk about within the SDR Legends group, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of the things that you were saying is, is what we discuss. And that's also what we see the difference between for example, the, our Legends group and our Profit Academy group that has you know newer hosts, that's one of the big differences that we see is like the hollow hosts, they, they start out and they do everything themselves. And then at some point mm. they get behind out, they get overwhelmed. And then they start hiring people. Then they start looking into VAs and getting people on board. Right. Whereas what I love about that story that you shared was this woman had a vision, right? she immediately started hiring people, took herself out of the equation. That, and that's why she was able to grow her business so quickly. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, that's great. That's, uh, that's great advice. What does your, your management look like, like your operations? Do you, do you have a lot of people in your team right now? Or? No, I don't. So I have about 30 units and I've, I've learned a lot from the Legends group. You know, I'm kind of like keep things basic. They have like, all sorts of systems and virtual assistants and all that stuff. So I'm learning a ton from that and I'm going to start implementing it once, you know, if we get closer to normalcy, but yeah, so I basically have myself where I focus on growing the business, 
or not growing the business because you know I don't always grow and I travel a lot. So kind of the vision of everything. I have I only have one W two employee. So I have one employee. She's a property manager. She handles all the property management. So she does the guest communication. She does the pricing. She does coordinating the cleaners. She does like fixes problems for people and coordinates maintenance, things like that. She, she's absolutely amazing. She was actually the first cleaner that I hired back in 2017. And she kind of grew within my company and knows, you know, she knows the properties way better than I do. So, so yeah, that's my team right now. I have basically a group of cleaners uh, that, are, that are contracted. But yeah, I found a cleaner that was working for like a larger cleaning company. I went through tons of cleaners over the first couple of years. And it's just really hard to find good cleaners that are you know affordable and do a good job and consistently do a good job. But I found a cleaner that was working for another company and she wasn't getting a lot of hours. So I ended up basically helping her start her own business. So now she has her whole family working for her. And, you know, she's a plus cleaner. So I have an awesome team. And, um, you know, the next thing that I might do is start to implement some virtual assistance for some of the guest communication. I do use smart BNB for automated messaging, but you know, my employee, she's kind of always on the clock. Uh, and I want to give her some, some more, you know, relaxing time where she doesn't have to be responsible for answering messages and things like that. So I'm going to be looking at getting a VA to kind of cover messages maybe overnight and then potentially 24 seven. So we'll see, we'll see how it works. Awesome. And uh, the last thing I want to dive into is you mentioned Bali. You mentioned that that was your, your dream to live there, mm -hmm. right? Now you've grown this company. Is that, is that still something that you desire to eventually move to Bali and live there? Well, I, I gave that a shot. You know, that was, uh, I'd been stuck in the corporate world for however many years. And so I was like, hey, I'm going to move to Bali. So I, I moved to Bali and it was awesome. At, at first, it, like I said, I hadn't gone on longer than a week vacation in like six or seven years. So I got over there and it was, uh, it was great. I felt like I was about to go back to work for the first couple of weeks. Then uh, I was anxious because I wasn't working. And then I finally started to enjoy it for a few months and then I started to get bored. So, you know, it sounds like incredible, you know, you get to go live on a beach and work out and surf and eat awesome food and hang out with cool people all every day, all day. But eventually, you know, it gets kind of old. So I wasn't really able to grow my business from there. And that's what I want to do. I kind of always have to be moving forward with something as I've learned. So yeah, I came back from Bali and um, now I, I kind of enjoy how I, how I have it now. So, you know, I have my home base here in Nashville. I'm able to grow my business, uh, pursue, you know, new business ideas, and then kind of take trips for here for a couple of weeks. You know, I'm, I'm going to Outer Banks to kiteboard for two weeks next week and just got back from Turkey for 10, for 10 days paragliding. So now it's kind of like I live in a place and get to take these side trips whenever I want. And, uh, you know, but I'm still able to continue growing my business. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And sometimes you have to do something and, and then what happens if you, you find out that it's actually not what you want to do, right? Exactly. Yeah. And by the way, um, paragliding is a, is a big uh, thing in Cali, in Colombia, where I have my Airbnb. So nice. on your list. Yeah. And, I need uh, to go down there. I'm a kiteboarder too. So oh, you are nice. I didn't know that. Wait, did you say, do you paraglide as well? No, paragliding, I've never done, but okay. kiteboarding, yes. Kiteboarding? Well, sweet, yeah. I'm, I'm just getting started with that, so I'm excited about it. I've heard really good yeah. things. 
Let's make it happen, man. Once uh, once this coronavirus uh, burgers off to a different planet or something, we can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Maybe for the next on-site legends meeting, we can do it. That would be uh, that would be fantastic. Awesome, Trevor. So, um, can you let people know people who are listening and might want to visit Nashville? How can they find your properties? Yeah, so they can go to www.staycomo.com, S-T-A-Y-C-O-M-O.com. That's my direct booking website. So you can go there and see all all the properties. Right now, a lot of them are filled with month-to-month tenants, but there's some available and, uh, you know, I'm continuing to grow. So there'll be more on there. And during the spring, hopefully all of them will be open up and uh, you'll have tons to choose from. So you can see my direct booking site there, or if you want to go follow me uh, on Instagram, it's Travers Xanthos, just T-R-A-V-E-R-S-X-A-N-T-H-O-S. So, Sweet, man. Well, um, thanks for sharing your story with us today. It's really interesting to hear. Uh, very inspirational. And thanks for being uh, a member of our uh, STR Legends Mastermind. It's been great having you. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll get you back on the podcast uh, in the future. Yeah, I'd love to. And thanks for having me on, Jasper, and uh, for everything you guys are doing over there with the Legends Group. I love it. Sweet, man. Thanks for being on. And to listeners, thanks for listening. Or if you're watching, because we're putting all these episodes on YouTube, it's fun to watch or listen at the same time. Either way, it's fun to to, uh, watch. (laughs) All right. Well, um, next week, I'll be back with uh, episode number 355. So take care, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet. Hey fellow hosts, if you want to take your hosting business to the next level, then join the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy. Whether you own, rent, or manage properties, we have the resources, the tools, and the community to help you achieve your goals. The Short-Term Rental Profit Academy is ready for any host, any size, and includes a membership portal with over 50 hours of video lessons, a private Facebook group, and weekly live coaching calls, where Eric and I give you direct feedback and help you solve your biggest challenges. We're all about taking action and getting results. So if you're ready to start crushing it, sign up for our program at strprofitacademy.com.